All right, in just a second, we are going to be heading off to Liberia. I'll tell you why we're going to Liberia in a second, but stand by as well. And also your voice notes and communication around the area of the stadium. A lot of you felt that you still needed a bit more time to uh, voice your opinions. And hence, we brought in all the top players and top guns as well to discuss it, uh, the the bosses of the two teams involved in the final, but obviously it goes beyond just this particular MTN8. And also from the sponsor, we'll hear from the sponsor again tonight as well from their side and their involvement. Now you might be aware or not aware, though, the president of Liberia and also the former World Football of the Year, George Weir, uh, made a, a bit of a surprise return to international football in Monrovia yesterday. And guess what? He played 79 minutes. It was a 2-1 friendly loss to Nigeria, a couple of weeks short of his 52nd birthday. Hey, imagine World Football of the Year still able to go out there, play for as long as that. Collins Okinyo, African football journalist as well as CAF media expert and founder of AfriSportDigital.com, joins me on the line. Collins, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening to you, Mamarawa, and Thank you so much, uh, Collins. I was taken aback. I thought maybe, you know, 30 minutes would be okay for the president. He played 79 minutes. You know, the funniest part is that the, the passion that Georgia basically has for football. And, when, you know, when guys saw him as the keeper of the Liberian team, they thought it was a joke. They thought it was going to be like a five-minute team, ten minutes. But they give it 79 minutes. Basically, Katie, this man is still strong. And at 51 now... Today, basically, it was a buzz everywhere. All the media was talking about, you know, being, him being the only player to ever grace the little day and shot number 14. He was basically retired yesterday. And, and just being there again, uh, Collins, what was that atmosphere like? Uh, how are people feeling about seeing a player that really, way back then, was the World Football of the Year, now the president of the country, back playing? Basically, Robert, it was a, the feeling of deja vu, basically. Looking at the Nigerian team, they had who is who. John and Billy Kelly, and you could imagine how they were feeling. It's like playing against this great, former great player, the only player who was from Africa who had won a Ballon d'Or, and now he's the president. So basically, the mood was that buoyant, you know, everyone was, you know, was happy. And finally, when the, the scores were 2-1, the big winner was Georgia because he had done what no one ever thought that any other president would do across Africa. Basically, this one brings a lot of interest from sponsors, from the corporate world, telling them that, you know, there's something good happening in African football. Just remind us again, what was the actual purpose? I, I believe it had to do with a certain jersey number 14. Yeah, first of all, let's remember that it was an international game. That was uh, Liberia after the, the AFCON 2019 qualifiers. Liberia was scheduled to play Nigeria. And he used that opportunity to play basically his last game and to retire the 2014, which according to FIFA, of course, they say it's, it's not done, but you're going to see how they're going to move from it from that point because it was retired yesterday officially by the Liberian Sports Ministry. Is, is that something quite common, that side of Collins, where a, a jersey is retired? No, basically, for club football, yes, a jersey is retired. But for national teams, you rarely hear a jersey being retired. Because even if you go for a FIFA tournament, you are basically given jersey 1 to 23. But for this particular case, I think they're going to take it into consideration. This is a head of state. This is one of the best players to ever come from Africa. So I don't see it really being a problem. But I want, because FIFA has not responded, the services that happened and they followed it. 
So let's wait and see what's going to really happen from their side. All right, I do believe as well, James Deba was also there, his former teammate. Yeah, and James Deba basically was the coach of the team previously, but he decided, you know, during the election team and everything, there was some misunderstanding, but I think they have made up. It was good to see the old, you know, the former teammates playing, and they gave their best and show the people of Liberia, we want to grow this game to a different level now. And just moving forward, given his love for football, the president... What's the country like? I mean, have they warmed up entirely to his presidency? Have they warmed up entirely? Because I, I remember what was it a couple of weeks back, uh, straight after the World Cup as well, uh, there was what I thought was quite a, a, a touching uh, thing from his side where he, he brought some of the greats, where he, he gave them a, a wonderful tribute, uh, gave them jerseys. A former Arsenal coach was there as well, uh, Arsene Wenger. How was that welcomed and received? You know, basically, well, but one thing everyone in, in Liberia and Africa know, it is true football that we are all talking about the name of the, of the great George Ware because it is football that transformed him to that level and where the world recognizes him. So for him to basically be rewarding us in Wenga, it was something important. And it, it was very a very good show for us in Africa because most of the time here, people that help to meet you, you know, you basically step on them and when you go up, you know, but he, he brought him and told him, you know, you made, you made sure that I go to the top at Monaco. He gave me the, the confidence and there was a lot of racism. And, you know, for him to be, to be, be uh, for Arsene Wenger to have been given that great, that, that great honor, that was good for football. Of course, there are some critics who say different things, but for the love of the game and, you know, the, for the good of the game, it was something worthwhile that was, you know, basically emulated by everyone and it was talked about everyone. So... I believe it was something positive for Liberia and for Africa too. I mean, amazing. I was just thinking about it the other day. Um, again, Colin saying that, you know, after so many years, a, a person had played four seasons with Monaco, uh, moving to Paris Saint-Germain and then Tracy Milan uh, in 1995, uh, still, you know, becoming the only African to win the coveted Ballon d'Or uh, for being the best player in European club football. Uh, says a lot about the individual and how difficult an achievement it is uh, to try and conquer because, as you and I know, for the past 10 years, it's been between two players. Yeah, no, but let's, let's be sincere. We have seen great players from Africa, but there's no one who has reached that particular limit, you know. The Ballon d'Or is basically the biggest one of common any player will have to get across the world, you know. For the years have gotten it, it, it raised the caliber of African football. And, you know, good for him. After football, he comes back to the president. And again, people thought, oh, after being the president, he basically said to hell with football. But again, the information still comes from, you know, Kyojia with Wenger, the draft playing his last game at 51, going to 52. Basically, it's been very motivating. He's played a very big role as a, the, one of the biggest role models in the game. And you can imagine, everyone wants to be like him. And very soon, we see a top player in letting him and seeking the presidency in the son of the country. Sure. All right. Obviously, not the best of lines, Collins, but I was quite keen as well for for us to have a quick chat about, um, you know, drawing the line. We're going to be having a discussion later on where it's an issue of decisions being made of where to host a big cup finals, where the national team should play, and uh, what role sponsors play, what role the leagues play, and uh, when do we actually draw the line when it comes to entertainment and business in football. No, no, but let's let's be very, very, very clear on this. Companies in all fields are having to 
sports are basically football to drive awareness of their products with increasing impressive results. You know, sports you know, will transform, you know, a very transformative power that is capable of driving exponential growth in brand awareness and activity. That's why when one is told that, you know, football is no longer that creative, you know, basically you go to the stadium and enjoy the game. Football has become big business in, in, in the continent. And not, you know, it, it started globally. Look at, if, you know, let's just take an example. The thought and cost-free agreement. That was a key milestone for, 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 for Africa. For five billion basically made last year from the competition, that was massive. It basically tells you, you're no longer in that sector whereby you basically go and say, ah, can I just go and play the Because as long as the passion of the, you know, the plant remains intact, African football will keep on growing. And as a sport, and um, the, the industry will become a money-generating you know, industry where everybody, that is including you, the broadcasters, will get business opportunities in one way or the other. And, you know, and basically how to support the game is you know, making it a viable business that people can come and invest in. All right. As I said earlier, that just simply because of the quality of the light, it keeps deteriorating, Collins. I want you to engage a little bit more uh, on the very same topic. When next are you going to be this side of town in SA? Yes, uh, I'll be there. In fact, I feel I've been going for my visa like two days ago, but once I'll be there in the next one month so that we can basically explore this because it's a nice, nice topic that people do not really talk about because mm. we talk about football. But I'll really talk about the business side of the football. Exactly. The, the, the millions of money being made of the game. The biggest question is, is finally, is football finally becoming a big business in Africa? That mm. is the big question we should be asking ourselves. No, without a doubt, and I fully agree. The thing is, it is such a, a topical issue that I don't want it to be lost because we, we don't really have the, the, the greatest of quality for uh, audibility, etc. Uh, purposes. But I do want to thank you. Great stuff happening over in, in, in Liberia. And I'm sure one of these days we are going to put a call through to the president, uh, George Weir, to chat to us. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago where we had a conversation with him. Obviously, he's a big shot. Now he's a president. He might not have time for little uh, fr- like us, you know. <laughs> well, but you know, with anyone in Africa, you know, Robert Marrow, you've done well for the game, you see. So if anyone here remember Robert, even if it's the head of state, just think twice and say, no, I have to be that show. That's a man who loves football in Africa. Wow, thank you so much, uh, Collins. Really appreciate it. And once again, thanks for your insights. Hopefully, we'll see you when you're down in South Africa. Thank you so much, and God bless you all. Thank you so much, uh, founder of Afrisport com, also African football journalist and a CAF media expert, uh, Collins Okenyo, uh, joining us on the line.